What's up, world? It's Spotty Wi-Fi, the king of the crypto punks, and you are now tuned in to Fired Up on the Blockchain with my guy, Travi. Aloha, everyone. Yo, what's up? It's G-Love. This is It's Becky, bitch. Yo, it's your boy, Nessie the Rilla from the east to the west. You already know who does it best. What up, y'all? This is Sammy Ariaga. I'm Juliet from the So Cool Girls. I'm Ray Isla. Hi, I'm Leah from Power of Women. This is Danielle Petty. This is your boy, Yassad, with the band Pepper. What's up? It's your Web3 bestie, Liz Morrison. It is important to show love. I love your energy. You're listening to Fired Up. Fired Up. And I'm fired up. I'm fired up on the blockchain. You're listening to my guy, my Web3 bestie. And I'm fired up with Travi. My boy, Travi. This is OSF, and I'm getting wrecked with Travi. With Travi. With Travi. And I'm Toy Encendida en la cadena de bloques con Travi. With Travi. Find up on the blockchain with Travi. Hey, Travi, let's effing go. Let's go. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and DGENs, for the thousands in attendance and the millions listening in podcast land. My name is Travi, and we are fired up on the blockchain. Travi, come on now. Like, you got this under control. I get a little fun. One of the things that made me so happy about this last year's NFT NYC in 2023, as we get to the end of the year, was that in my humble opinion, I think artists won. I really do. I think artists won the year. I think they won the conference, whether you're talking about the artist gallery with all the beautiful art pieces that were able to be viewed or a lot of the artists that were actually on stage this year. And one artist that has been a buddy of mine for quite some time through the disco studios is my buddy Mizzy. And Mizzy goes by the tag on Twitter at you are in my movie. But thanks to this new project, we can actually be in her postcard. I want to hear a lot about Mizzy. I want to hear a lot about the Miss You series. This is a series of postcards that are stamped on the blockchain. They're dynamic and there's physical items that go straight to your doorstep. And I think this is one of the cool projects and one of the cool people in this space. My buddy straight from Disco Studios, the one and only Mizzy. Mizzy, thanks for being here and fired up on the blockchain. With Travi, how are you today? Hey, thank you so much for having me on. I am... Feeling good, and I'm really grateful to be here with you today. I'm so glad you're here. Um, you and I have been in touch for over a year, and I mean, I feel like in Web3 terms, that's what is that in Web3 terms? <laughs> like five, 10 years? I, I don't know. Yeah, I call it dog years. <laughs> they, yeah, okay, <laughs> exactly, right? Everyone, yeah. yeah, like dog years. So, yeah. you know, you do a lot in the space. You know, you're known as one of the people you, you curate an artist space, you give artists studios a place where they can call home. I mean, you do it for me with the Journey NFT. It's a place I can share some of the updates with the podcast that we're working on. But you've also got your own art and you've got a drop that just came out. And it's kind of changing the way a lot of people look at art because it combines things like photography and you know, a lot of people out there who like to collage and scrapbook might really fall in love with this and people who celebrate history or their own history. And, and the process you have is kind of unique. I know there's poetry involved. Let's get a little bit into first, what is the Miss You Postcards Project? I don't know if we want to call it a project. I mean, it's an art project, right? I mean, it's an art NFT series that you put out. And after that, I got a whole lot of other questions for you. So be ready for those. But tell us about this one. I feel like I've been a fan of yours for so long. I'm glad 
to see that you've got something that I don't think I've seen anything like this. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've been thinking about it and, um, I, I want to stay humble about my work always, but I also think that there actually isn't anything else quite like it out there. Um, you know, we just had a disco studio space yesterday and we were talking with Shreya Bond. Her, she's about to come out with a, a fashion line that is made to order fashion where you get to choose the style and the print and um, each piece is made to order. She's really trying to address fast fashion and create sustainable fashion. She's kind of one of the people that's, I feel like right up there with me making some stuff that's it's including blockchain technology and NFTs with physical items. And I'm, I'm proud to be sort of like on the frontier with her. And, but I do feel like my project in itself is, it's really unique. And, um, the art and the poetry, I feel like it's almost just a vessel for so much more. I do. I'm really proud of the art. I'm really proud of the poetry that accompanies it. I'm proud of the project as a whole, but I feel like I'm working with some technology and bridging NFTs to physical artworks in ways that it's, um, it's pretty cutting edge and, I'm just really excited about that. I'm excited to use it. I'm excited to put it out there. I'm excited to experiment with it and see where it ends up. So the Miss You Project, and it, I do call it a project or I call it a series. It's a, it's a series of six postcards, which exist both as NFTs and as a corresponding physical postcard. There are 21 of each NFT and exactly 21 physical postcard prints for each of the six postcards. I'm calling it a dynamic NFT and physical postcard series. And the reason why it's dynamic is because it actually moves through space as a physical object, which I love. I've had a love affair with the mail since I can remember. I was thinking about it and I had this book. I don't know if anybody that's listening might remember this book. It was called Kids Shenanigans. <laughs> and it, it was just, I was sort of full of mischievous ideas for kids, but very in a very tame way. But one of the things it said, and I have no idea if this still holds true, one of the things it said you could do is that you could send anything through the postal service as long as it had proper, <laughs> the proper address and proper postage. <laughs> so the, the example they had, I think, was like, like sending a shoe through the mail. I have no idea if that's still true. I think from my college days, I can tell you that is probably not true. <laughs> Dang. But at but. some point it was. <laughs> or maybe I, I don't know, maybe I got bad intel. But I just, I think from that moment on, I just had this sort of fanciful ideas about what I could do with the mail. And all throughout college, I had people that I would send these elaborate packages to. I had typewriters, you know, a classic kind of, art school kid stuff, but I got really into sending mail. And nowadays it's almost pure nostalgia. I think about with this project, how often do we get something in the mail that's really special for us? I mean, obviously we can order something from Amazon, but that's so transactional. But to get something that has true meaning for us, for example, a collector goes online and collects my piece 
because it, it speaks to them and then they're able to actually receive the physical object in the mail. And I, I encourage people to do that with this project to, to consider the difference between that interaction between looking at it on a computer screen, that, that quick kind of interaction that we have as we're scrolling or clicking and it lasts maybe what three seconds you might spend looking at a piece before you move on to the next versus holding it in your hands versus, you know, you know, we might, or we might consider the experience of looking on a screen versus looking at in a gallery space, those different kinds of interactions. So that's kind of what I mean when I'm talking about it being more than just an art series or a poetry series that I'm trying to address some of these, just some of these ideas that come up and, I don't know, in a way, I kind of want to force people to consider those things. So I'm getting a little bit off here, but I, the, the series, it's a series of six postcards, six individual artworks, 21 of each. And I have released three of them so far. I released them on Fridays. That's kind of a tradition for me. I took a workshop this summer through the hug in transient labs. It was a really, really cool workshop on creating dynamic NFTs. Transient is working on like a suite of no-code apps for, or dApps, I guess they're called, for artists to use to create dynamic NFTs. And one of the first ones that they had available was story inscriptions. And when when you create a contract and then mint NFTs through Transient Labs, they have a feature that you can enable called story inscriptions and story inscriptions are a layer of information similar to metadata, but not quite the same. It's a a layer of information that's directly on the blockchain associated with the NFT. So each of these postcards as an NFT has its own unique story inscription. And that's why my foundation page for this project looks a little bit of a mess because it's not, it's each one is an addition of 21, but they're also each one of one NFTs. They're minted on a 721TL contract. That's one of Transient Labs custom contracts that they've created. So I think in the future, I probably would have created an individual contract for each one of the postcards that seemed like a bit of an endeavor when I was first starting out. Um, But I probably, if I was to do something like this in the future, I would do it that way just to keep the foundation platform looking a little bit cleaner. But say la vie. (laughs) You did so many things well already. I know you've got so much more you want to talk about. But you even started off answering my question with tell us a little bit about your project by showing love to others. You talked about Shreya. You talked about the disco studio space. You talked about your project and then you started to kind of think a little bit about what you could have done differently next time. And that shows me that you're somebody who is meant for this space because you're understanding that your art and you're not just like your creation of art, but like your understanding and love of art and artists and combining that with what the blockchain has to offer collectors out there is really just kind of like it really comes together, you know. No pun intended, but like it kind of hugs everything together, right? It does kind of hug the, the the tech with the blockchain stuff that I always say is the nerdy part, right? And the art and and all the things that go along with that, which is the cool part, brings it all together. So I want to get, I want to come back to 
the Miss You Project uh, a little bit more because you've got so much going on with it. I want to make sure I, I don't forget to ask you about, you talked about Shreya. One of the things you talked about in your space for Disco Studios, and I know something that you've got going on for your project, is NFC chips. I know there's NFC stickers, I believe, on the postcards. Was NFC chips in some of the things that Shrey is doing or a lot of people are doing with fashion, uh, utilizing kind of blockchain or at least like social media components with the technology for that. Talk a little bit about just that sort of NFC chip or the NFC sticker component in art or fashion or just let I mean, to me, like it's super nerdy to talk about, but it's super cool and and like jumps all the hurdles for someone when all they have to do is pick up their phone, tap it to a sticker or tap it to a little chip. Next thing they know, like they're in some like version of the metaverse or whatever, or like on someone's web page. It's really cool. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I think they're really cool. I, I, I came across them totally randomly and what I love is that I came across them randomly but now all of a sudden they're being used quite a lot well maybe not a lot but they're being used by projects like Transient Labs Thank the artist Thank You X he just had an exhibition at Sotheby's in LA I believe um, and all of his pieces are equipped with the Transient Labs NF, a special NFC chip that tracks the piece wherever it may go on the blockchain. I, th- I believe it's called um, a trace chip through Transient Labs, T-R-A-C-E. I think it's an acronym for something. I'm not sure what. So they're using it. Um, Shrey is using it. All of her clothing is going to have an NFC tag, um, sewn into the clothing. And that's actually how I came across it first. Um, a little Mizzy Alpha here. <laughs> I do have plans to start out, um, in kind of like my foray into fashion, which has been a dream of mine since I was a kid, um, to start out with a t-shirt line. I'm kind of trying to get funding for it right now before I can launch it. But that's how I found out about the NFC chips because I wanted the t-shirts to be traceable. And so I found these t-shirts that are pre-made that have an NFC chip in the sleeve. And I was like, cool, I'm going to go with that. And then when I started working on the postcards, I said, yeah, I want these to be easy access to the story inscription. So each postcard, when the collector gets it in the mail, or um, even if they've sent it to somebody else, if it's a person that's in Web3, they can scan it with their phone. And it's just like if you use Apple Pay or any kind of um, smartphone to pay for something. It's the same kind of process. You just tap it right to the chip. And on, in my case, it looks like a little black dot on the postcard. And the it will take you directly to the token on on the transient lab launch pad where all the collector has to do is connect their wallet, which can be done by mobile. I've tried it out and um, then they can add to the story. They can write a few words about the experience of receiving it in the mail or like my friend David Oxley did. He actually found a way to add a link to an image that's stored on our weave. And that's, which is, you know, as immutable as it gets for image storage, right? So that's all now the image and his experience of receiving it all stored in the story inscription through Transient Labs on the blockchain. And I love that, again, like 
kind of looking back to that idea of it's digital art, but now it's permanent in some way. It's permanent as long as the blockchain exists. So yeah, I love getting nerdy about it too, <laughs> as you can tell. But the NFC chips are, uh, they've been around for actually quite a while. I only just heard about them, like I said, when I started looking into this fashion stuff. Um, but I feel like it's a really underutilized technology and a technology that we're going to see coming up a lot more um, in the art world and in other places. It's it's really easy. It's accessible. It's um, It does, I feel like, make it for me, I wanted to make it more likely that my collectors were going to create that story inscription, or there's another sticker on the card that goes to my ex profile so that they might get it in the mail, tap it right away and say, Hey, it arrived today. And just kind of close that loop. Because so often I think that artists will send our art out into the world, create it, whether it's a physical piece or a, a digital piece, the collector might purchase it and make a post about it that day. And then that's kind of it, you know, that's sort of where it ends a lot of time, which is, it's fine, but I, I wanted a way to continue the conversation and the story inscriptions. One of my favorite things about it. And part of the thing that got me so excited about this project is the story inscriptions are ongoing. So the collector and I could have an ongoing conversation about it. You know, mood slime, who's a dear friend of mine and a collector of many of my artworks we did a test postcard together and we went back and forth he took it to different places in new york it kind of it already like this little artwork of mine in his possession has this has this story and this history and this journey that it's been on and it's all been documented so um yeah i think nfc chips are cool i think story inscriptions are really cool i think transient labs are cool um and uh I can see a lot of artists using using this tech for a lot of different purposes, but I think the way that I'm connecting it to it's a it's a sort of like a physical action that you do to scan the chip, but then it brings you in, like you said, it kind of brings you into the metaverse, brings you onto the blockchain. Um, so it's that it's like a bridge, basically. You know, I've seen NFC chips for so long, whether you're talking about like banking with the credit cards. From there, I know a lot of people started implementing them with business cards or some element of that, bringing them right to a website or the socials like you mentioned. But what makes me, dare I say, fired up about this whole thing is the fact that it could bring you right to an NFT and sort of claim an NFT or like you said, add to the story of an NFT that stuff is really cool for me because it really is about documenting that journey. I've talked about that a lot on the last few episodes about just kind of being a part of this experience. Like, listen, there's a lot of people who listen to the podcast who are maybe young parents or a little bit kind of like in the millennial sort of era. There's probably a handful or, or you know, maybe maybe more than a handful who are in their 20s thinking to themselves like, man, this guy talks a lot about technology and, and why we can use the blockchain. I want to go out there and I want to you know, flip and I want to make a lot of money and stuff like that. Look, everyone's able to use the blockchain to do whatever they want to do, right? But one thing that's really cool is that there's a lot of things you can do. <laughs> so how is this really going to make the world a better place? How is this going to make art a better place or how is it going to be a better medium for art? I think something from that artist side 
is something that I haven't been able to talk enough about on this podcast. And I really want to get into that. I just want to be clear. So you've already put out for three Fridays, you've put out your postcards. You like you sent out the postcards. So if somebody comes in and they want to purchase one and be a part of your story um, and being part of the Miss You Project, do they start on on postcard one? Um, like, do you do you mail them like the first postcard and they get a new one every week, or how does that specifically work for somebody who comes in, they follow you, they like the project, they like your art? How do they really get involved with the physical like postcards? and uh, the collecting of the actual physical item? I did not make it a require. I did not um, make it a requirement to purchase all the postcards. I considered doing like a bundle pack, but in the end I decided that I wanted people to be able to choose the postcards that spoke to them. So it's people can just collect postcard three or two or all three. One thing that I have built into it is that there's six postcards. If somebody collects all of the first five, so one through five, they will receive an airdrop and a mail drop of postcard six. So um, that's sort of like a, a bonus for anybody who's collected all of the first five. They are listed on foundation under the Mizu contract on my page. And, um, like I said, you kind of you might have to poke around a little bit to find one. They're listed at 0.01 ETH. I tried to keep them reasonable, you know, kind of really just wanted to cover costs for the project and, and get the work out there. It's really what was just really excited to create the artwork, create the project, use the technology. So um, I tried to keep the price really reasonable. And um, yeah, so they're they're up on my foundation page. And my foundation handle is just at Mizzy. Um, so easy to find. And people are always welcome to DM me on Twitter if they have any questions about the project. So that's an interesting price point, too, because you know, 0.01, I feel like, is very easy to track. Um, you know, if Ethereum was at the uh, 1,000 uh, USD level, that's 10 bucks. If it's at the 2,000 USD level, that's 20 bucks. Uh, you're paying, you know, for a physical item that you're going to get directly from the artist. You're going to get an NFT that you're going to be able to not only get some really cool storytelling with and some really great art, but you're also going to be able to hop on in there and add to it. Um, let's, speaking of adding to it, let's add a little bit more context to what a little bit of the history is with the Miss You postcard. Like to me, I'm a nerd for the fact that like, okay, by owning this, I'm able to claim a thing, right? Or like by owning this, you know, you, Disco Studios, you guys have been my friends and stuff like that. So being a part of the journey, you were able to attend the party that we threw at NFT NYC last year with the journey and the crypto dads and the pizza DAO and all the other people that were there. And it was cool to get to really hang with everybody in person. I'm just really like a sucker for, I don't know, like access. And <laughs> I think it's probably just from like growing up in in, in and around like the New York City area where access, listen, you guys understand it. You don't want to be standing on a line in the cold in, a, in the winter time, like trying to get into a restaurant or a club and stuff like that. So, you know, as time goes on, you know, you kind of have a different way of looking at, at access. But for, for what you have put out, and we talked about this a little bit before we started, art itself as utility is something that I don't think enough people talk about. Because NFTs 
are built on top of blockchains. And blockchains right now are powered by cryptocurrency. And cryptocurrency is, let's be honest, a, a casino. So yeah. a lot of people look at NFTs. Yeah, a lot of people look at NFTs as like an altcoin with a picture on it. But what we've been able to see over the course of time is artists have been able to show like, hey, you know, this art and shout out to Meta David too from the blockchain experience. Uh, he, he's talked, you know, recently with art blocks. And one thing that I love that they've talked about is the idea of art being preserved, whether it's on chain or off chain in a really special way that might kind of like outlive yourself, outlive the collector, outlive the artist. And, you know, obviously we know like, yeah, sure. Like art exhibits or museums have art that have outlived artists for hundreds of years or whatever, but there's always something that you have to worry about, whether it's transport or weathering or, you know, I don't know, like somebody coming in and trying to take it. Like, I think that art in itself is something that not enough people really pay attention to. And even myself, when I came in on the collector side, before I thought about ever doing a podcast or linking up with artists or putting out any of my own stuff, you know, it wasn't really the first thing that came to my mind, but I got to say like some of the people you've mentioned and we talked about before we started recording, I remember being at NFT London last at the end of 2022 with Shreya and Kate, Kate Phillipson and Leah Sams from power of women um, and the Avril team and ghosty, you know, who's, who was with you guys for a while there. And there was just like that, just meeting the artists and really hearing them talk about the blockchain and web three and NFTs as, as kind of like their new medium for the stuff that they've always loved to do was very, it really, it was very special for me in a way that opened my eyes to be like, I always loved music. I always love collecting real life art, but now I understand it. Like now I get it. Like now I understand why all these artists are here. And a lot of them have met in the mm -hmm. disco studios and a lot of them have met in Avril. Yeah. And there's something really special about these. Can things. we just give a shout out to the guys over at Please. Avril right now? Because they are amazing. And I, I just wanted to say that was like, <laughs> so my, my first intro to like uh, uh, NFT discord was, horrifying i won't mention the name of it oh but all of us it was like it was just it was just the dirtiest broiest grossest thing you could imagine and i i think i probably stayed away for a good like two or three months after that i was like this this is some dark web thing that i yeah you probably felt so dirty <laughs> oh i felt filthy my i think my soul is still a little scuffed <laughs> from that experience but I found Avril, uh, was on crypto Twitter and found Avril, you know, bef before when they were doing like, it might have even been before. <laughs> no, it was Discord 1000. That was the, that was the original drop that they were giving away to the first thousand members. Um, so I got in there and it was just, it was not necessarily the most wholesome always, but it was just the best group of people all right. coming around some really amazing yeah. art and an amazing artist and Nathan and Tim are just some of the kindest people in the world. I feel so lucky to know them. When was it? NFT London last year? Yeah, November. Mm -hmm. 
um, when everybody yeah. was getting together, I was like kind of looking through the photos between my fingers because I felt so sad that everybody was together and I couldn't be there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Claire Von Savage was there. Yeah. Uh, who else was there? Mm-hmm. And Collectors. Yeah. My, oh, my gosh. Yes. And then uh, her project had just been uh, minted, too. My, yes. Uh, yep. Marlene's. Classy X's, yeah. Great project. I was on that project, actually. Feels like a very long time ago. and uh andre decalife was that was there at the meetup um you know and he he's so cool and one of the things that popped in my head when you were talking about you know real life uh you know sending out real life art like that's something andre does i know that's something that the avril team does Mm -hmm. and uh that's something that collectors actually beautiful Mm -hmm. yeah and that's some something that collectors really do appreciate and and you know there's different types of collectors out there so that's why i kind of went off the rails there for a second because there's like the flipper you know type of like you're a trader like if if you're a collector you're maybe not selling as much um and then there's the collector like that you like different specific things like i didn't always start off in nft land as like a collector of quote-unquote like fine art or even like a like a collector of of uh nft music like i was a collector because i had uh two babies and uh they were both girls and so i wanted to have like female lead stuff or like female pfp stuff or whatever like that was yeah that wasn't how i got involved with crypto or blockchain but that was how i really started to discover these sort of uh communities i guess what you want to call them so i mean look all that is to say there's different reasons why people (laughs) people get involved but i think over time Real collectors who collect art in real life or or who look at things on the blockchain as like actual assets, um, like a good buddy of mine is out there in London with us as well. And um, man, he's somebody who we vibe a lot. Like he's such a cool guy. He's and he looks at like crypto punks the same way that he'll look at a piece of fine art. And he's just he's just you just kind of have a narrative, right? And you kind of go with it. And and from the collector side, you have a reason for wanting to hold on to what you want to hold on to, right? Sports cards or not a sports memorabilia, whatever, that kind of stuff. Um, but let's go, let's go back to the art stuff because that's really why we're here. So, mm. you know, we, if I go to a gallery in real life, an art gallery, you know, sure. um, even if there's a really famous or really successful fine artist right now, that art gallery might not be full. If I go to a concert, the concert might very well be full, right? I mean, I don't live that far from Madison Square Garden. Drake shows up, sold out in a second. Like WrestleMania shows up. A lot of people want to call that an art. Fine, they're, they're sold out in seconds. Um, what is it about art as a community or maybe like sort of on the gallery side that makes it something a little bit less maybe like there's more barriers up for people. Is it the pricing? Is it sort of that, that there's not a lot of, you know, um, jazz around what do you want to call it? Like fireworks. (laughs) Something that's really exciting to me about NFT art is that I do think it's introducing some people to the, you know, fine art or the world of art and looking at it and experiencing it that they might not, you know, I think you were kind of saying that was your experience. It's kind of bringing some people in that might not have reached for that uh, on their own or sort of through their 
life experience. So I think that whether you're doing that in a gallery or on your computer or in a, a metaverse gallery, I think the more people that are having that experience, I think that's a win. Um, you know, obviously, as an art educator, I believe in the absolute essential importance of art education, not just because I want all of my students to be artists, but because we need people who are creative thinkers in the world. And I, I impress that upon all of my students, even the ones that moan and groan about taking my class as they get older. It's like you guys, even if you become a doctor or a sports star, you're going to use this creative part of your brain that you're exercising right now. So we do that by creating art and trying different types of art. We do that about, with thinking about art, looking at art, and by experiencing art firsthand. Um, so, yeah, I don't really know about the issue of empty galleries. <laughs> it's, uh, for me, one of the best places in the world that I could possibly imagine being. I forget who it was that was posting about the experience of standing in front of a Rothko and to me, and I've been to some amazing concerts. I know what you're talking about that experience of the packed concert and the community that happens there. But one of my absolute all time high life experiences was being at the Tate Modern in London. And they had a Rothko installation with, with a sound uh, component uh, that an, a, a sound design artist had created and you, you put on headphones and it's just, the room was precisely dimly lit to experience the Rothko paintings. You put the headphones on and you stand in front of it and it was actually like being transported into the painting and into whatever world that was. It, if anybody's not familiar with Rothko, they're just, they're kind of dithered color fields. But to have that experience looking, standing in front of art and looking at it, that, that to me, it's like you're, you're able to have a physically and mentally altered state by taking in visual information. And in that case, it was also audio information. But it's just unlike anything else that you can experience in life. And if I can provide that for another person, that would make me very, very happy. And I, and I don't set out with the intent to do that, but I just think, I don't know why people aren't go more <laughs> going to the galleries. I really have no answer for that, but people should, <laughs> especially, oh my gosh, in New York, there's so much good art to go see. Uh, there's good art everywhere, but yeah, if you're listening to this, go out to a gallery right now or whenever you have the chance, go get smart. Well, I mean, my, yeah, my point was just that it's not really something that's talked about in Web3 in the same way, I feel like, as everything else. And I think that's because there's been a lot of people who have made and lost a lot of money. And I mean, look, people make and lose a lot of money in real life. But I, I got to say, like, it wasn't until I really – it didn't take much time, right? But, like, I was already a fan of Kate Phillipson's artwork. But then when I went – and I met her in person and I just got a feel for, I don't know, like the whole, like she's so British. Right. <laughs> so like it, you, you make, you make a lot of connections between her work and her background and how she lives now. And the fact that like 
she goes to Soho house and like, she's one of the cool kids. Like it all kind of makes sense, but nothing on any of their own, none of that on any of its own, like stands on its own is my point. Right. So I had to put it all together. Um, and, and Leah, right. Like Leah Sam's like, I met her the first time I met her. I was just like, this is a really nice person. Like what a great person. And then I was like, but I knew separately of the power of women, um, you know, project and art stuff. And I was just like, oh, wait, she works with power of women. That's really cool. I'm glad they hired such a nice person. And then I was like, wait, that's the artist. Wait a second. No wonder. <laughs> like, and, and then when you really get to talk to her and I followed her around like a puppy dog picking her brain that whole day. You realize, wait a yeah, second, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. and you realize like she's not just a nice person or a great artist. She's got a real sense for the world and business, and she travels a lot. And she and Jack work a lot together, and and what they do, you know, her husband and what they do uh, in formulating their ideas and and how they're going to approach like the next X amount of time. And look, linking up with Manchester City like football club like. The, what these artists are doing that you and Disco Studios are hooked up with is really incredible. I want to talk about Disco Studios. Like that's where the Journey NFT is housed. How the, how did this Disco Studios come to be? I mean, it is like an art gallery, kind of. I mean, it's it's like a, a house where different artists are stationed. They share their work. Yeah. They they share what they're working on in like the coolest of ways. But at the same time, I really feel like it is maybe like a hundred years ahead of its time because it, <laughs> like it is that cool. Like I, you know, I mean, people say like Avril or whatever is like the cool kids club of, of like the web three artists and collectors and stuff. I feel like you are like the, uh, what was the girl's name from twilight? Kristen Stewart. Like everyone thinks like she's too cool. Yeah. I feel like you're the Kristen Stewart of web three <laughs> and you're like kind of curating the stuff that you know is cool but you don't need everyone to know it's cool because you know, it's cool. That's what disco studios is. How did you come up with this idea with slashy? Uh, you worked a lot with ghosty who was one of the top developers in all of like web three, at least over the last couple of years of people I've met. Um, how did that come to be? How did you curate who gets to come in? Like, tell us a little bit about just this legend that is disco studios. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, the um, the idea was actually Ghosty's uh, idea to begin with, and he brought it to Slashy and I. Um, we were close friends. We met through Avril, um, and we just started developing it, and um, we wanted to create a community space for artists to have their own individual studios, but not to have to run their own discord. That was, that was the essence of it because discords are, um, a lot to manage. It's time consuming. There's a lot of backend development stuff to make it work. And, um, we wanted to just make these turnkey spaces where artists could connect with collectors, show their work, give previews of their work or their work in progress. It's, it's much more, um, sort of encapsulated than X or Twitter, where um, a lot of crypto artists show their work, but it's just like it's all mixed in with all of the retweets and likes and all the you know everything else that's on the timeline. So we wanted to create an exclusive space for artists to 
show their work and connect with collectors. And it was really, the, the emphasis was on community and still is. Um, on community, I think I was telling you earlier, I got so excited about the idea that we could have artists from all over the world. And I got pretty good, still working on it, but pretty good at time zones now um, by, ha by having artist meetings or doing spaces or having Discord get togethers. Um, at what time can we do that works for everybody? And trying to create, you know, figure out who's awake when and who's going to be, have a few glasses of wine in them at the end of the night while the other people are just waking up in the morning and that kind of thing. And it's just been really so cool to be able to get together with artists from all over the world, all different walks of life. And yeah, so um, we've slowed down a little bit lately. We're kind of picking back up again. We just introduced our latest artist. Her name is Heavenly Beastly. She creates amazing uh, animal portraits, kind of a, a digital collage style. She's funny. Her work is humorous and lighthearted. She's got another series coming out called Blockchain Biddies. And it's all these elderly women who could give a crap. <laughs> they're so fun. Um, they're really, it's just, she's an amazing artist. We're really excited to bring her into the community. So, yeah, we um, we take applications for artists. And we the idea is that we can, you know, bring artists together and bring collectors together and um, create that community. I like to think of it as like an artist warehouse space. And I would guess that you've probably been to one or two of these. I know I certainly went to my fair share when I was uh, in art school and, and freshly out. There's these warehouse spaces where each artist will have their own individual studio. But then from time to time, they open it up for an open house. Um, and people can come through and the artists will be there showing their work and talking about their work. And they might have things for sale. So I really like to think about it like that, but on a global scale. So like you were saying, I do feel like it is a bit ahead of its time because it really hasn't, and it's it still hasn't, even though there's been some sort of similar project, it still hasn't been done uh, in the way that we've done it, where each artist really has their own individual space um, as well as the general space. So we get together all together, but then each artist can have their collectors come to their studio um, to chat and get together a little bit more personally. We've also had things like exclusive raffles, giveaways, um, certainly plenty of previews of the artist's work uh, before it's uh, released to the wider public. So a lot of amazing things happening in the studios. I'm super grateful to be a part of it as an artist and also as one of the creators of the studios. And I'm looking forward to seeing how it grows. Yeah, I, I know I myself have given things away in there. I've, I've participated in giveaways, but more importantly, being just involved in a space with these artists is cool. If I didn't have my own studio in there, I would still be a part of it. I mean, it is home to some of the coolest artists. But what what's really cool is that the artists are still working and it's a place that you can go and you can see what people are up to. And you can even go back in some of the, the timelines and the announcements yeah. and see some of the previous things they've worked on. And not only is it a place that I feel comfortable to be in as like an art appreciator, I feel like overjoyed to be there and to be to have been asked to be a part of it. Uh, and you know, like I myself am not the artist for the journey, you know. So the artist is somebody who I linked up with because 
he's someone who shared the vision that I had, which was to put out a, an, an NFT brand that was sort of an extension of myself and things I did on an everyday life basis, which was, you know, raise money for kids programs. Or of course, with like with the podcast where I talk about that, uh, talk about the journey in a podcast, like really just trying to meld it all together. Yeah. I, I'd say it feels cozy in there. It, it's definitely, I think it, those close knit discord communities that they have that, that cozy feel and, and a community like a tight knit community. And we've really tried to emphasize that. Please everybody out there. If you were an artist and you want to be part of Disco Studios, please apply. All the links are in the show notes for Disco Studios and everything in there will lead you exactly to where you need to be to apply. And who knows, you might be selling your next piece of work on the blockchain. Um, but, you know, we talked a lot about the Miss You postcard project. We talked a lot about Disco Studios, people who we love in this space. What we didn't talk a lot about yet was a little bit of the history in your process, because I know that there's a lot of poetry, collage work, photography. What do people have to sort of expect in terms of the context and the, you know, the content, they're going to see a really nice piece of artwork. They'll see some really great words. They'll get a piece of beautiful, you know, physical work mailed to them. But what can they expect to, to feel in, in the history uh, in the process with Mizzy. I'll first talk about where I got the idea for the project actually came um, in last January, the January of this year, 2023, I believe it was, or maybe February, I think. Um, I released an edition and there was like a perk. One of the collectors of the edition would get to claim a custom Mizzy piece. And I would talk with that person and, you know, kind of make a piece that kind of had to do with their tastes. Not, you know, not, not too much influence, but sort of jumping off of their ideas and, and, and things that they wanted to see or things that they, that just, they enjoy. So the person ended up being the, my friend and collector WXYZ, who I usually just call W. Um, and I started talking to her about ideas for this custom piece and I got a bunch of different ideas and I started working with them and I wanted to create something really different from my regular collage style, which involved, usually it, my collage involves precise cutouts of photos, original photos that I've taken. And then they're combined with textiles that I create, digital textiles and prints. So that's usually kind of my combo of, of um, elements for my collages. And, um, with this piece, I started just, again, still using original photography, but the collage style was a lot looser. I just kind of started layering pieces together. And I started grabbing from photographs from like the last 25 years. I started, I'm going to age myself here, but I started taking photos uh, really seriously, taking photography really seriously in high school. I was in the dark room absolutely as much as I could be. I took photo, photo class for all four years. Um, and then I continued throughout my um, college years at art school. So I have a huge catalog of photos that I have digitized and I use in my artwork. So it's kind of another element of the Miss You project is it's like I'm missing this former part of myself. But I'm also combining 25 years of photographs going up to 
current from 25 years ago to current day into a time that doesn't exist. So that time is now a time that I've created, but it's really up to the interpretation of the person that's looking at it, whoever that is. So I love that. It's like, I feel like it's pinging back and forth all around through time (laughs) and maybe even into the future a little, I don't know. Um, So that's kind of, that's part of the way that I'm playing with time as a medium. I'm playing with my own time, my own experiences, my own memories. I'm creating a new time, fictional time out of these combined photographs. And then I'm also sending the postcard through time, both on the blockchain and physically. So um, I might be laying it on a little thick, but I really don't mind doing that. That's kind of how I roll. I've used in this project large format photos, 35 millimeter film, and then digital. And it really just started out as kind of this fun experiment. Like I was saying, I was trying to create something different for a custom piece for a collector. And it evolved into this postcard project. None of it actually ended up being the piece that I made for her. I do have another collection that's just about ready to launch. I'm really excited about that. And once again, I guess this is just how I work. I started out trying to make one piece for her, ended up making like five. So she's going to get to choose from one of those. Those will all be just one of ones. These collages, they they kind of just evolved and started like like they came out as, as these pieces one after the other. And then it ended up with five. I had this poem that was evolving as I was creating the pieces, I was adding to the poem. It just naturally arrived. That's really, I really work very intuitively in my art and also the poetry that accompanies it is totally intuitive. I I call it like channeling. Usually with my artwork, with my really like highly detailed collages is probably like I don't know, I want to say like 20, 25, 30 hours that goes in each of those. And it's almost like I don't, the piece won't be complete or the poetry won't come until the piece is complete. And sometimes I really do. It's like I need to add just one more thing or move a leaf or a flower or something and then it clicks and then I can get the poem. It's like I'm downloading it (laughs) from somewhere. Uh, Wow. Okay. So you, 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 you need to have your, your actual visual art done first. And then you read a poem based on the physical. Wow. And then do you already, do you have like, do you have a theme in your head for what you might write or is it more of like a theme for the art or is it just kind of a domino effect? Like one leads to the next to the next. I think all art is a self-portrait in one way or another, mine and pretty much anybody else's. So even if I've done, um, you know, for example, these these postcards are, t- to me, that's a, like a really clear self-portrait because it's photographs from my life that I've taken, right? So then the poetry in a way is like just like the portrait of me at that moment, looking at the image and writing about what it what it what comes up I won't even say like what I feel or what I think because it's like I said it's almost just like whatever needs to come out at that moment I don't really don't really even want to like try to take much ownership of it part of that 
I feel like it's true with my art in general and in my writing, I don't ever want to be controlling over it or say that I know what it's all about or what it means because I feel like that for one takes the fun out of it. And two, I think that that really closes the door for anybody else to be able to put their own perspective and interpretation on it. Um, so yeah, I was right. I was creating these pieces and the poem was coming in pieces as I was working. And then I ended up with five postcards, but six parts to the poem. So I had to make a sixth piece for the series. It ended up being my favorite one of the series. It was like totally meant to be just waiting there <laughs> to be created. But that was a little bit of a flip for me because I had the poem, that part of the poem written. And then I, I made the, the, the piece, not necessarily go with it, but the piece that it needed. Um, and it ended up working out really well. The, the poem works really well with the piece itself. So um, I think something that fits very well are some of the great artists in the space with the disco studios. I think that Mizzy is a big part of that. I think the collectors who you've had, you know, not just collecting your own work, but work that you've curated along with others, you know, shout out to backslash and all the others who you've worked alongside for so long, setting up um, the artist studios and, and things like that within disco studios. I think it's been incredible. And, you know, you mentioned some great people tonight. You know, you mentioned, uh, yeah, I mean, we've got like Mood Slime. First of all, Mood Slime is a legend. Uh, I I heard Mood Slime on a space, a Twitter space recently, or what do we call them now? X Spaces. And I was like, yeah, I was like, this is the greatest dude ever. Like, and he doesn't, I think he lives near me, kind of. I'm not sure, but I was expecting somebody from, uh, you know, the other side of the world and stuff like that. Um, you know, other like WXYZ is somebody who's a, like a huge collector and I know supporter of yours. What, what I'm curious about, you know, if you were going to curate or even collect like any work that let's just say maybe you, like, all right, let's do this, right? If you were going to curate a small collection of work that you already own, you could pick like three or four pieces or three or four artists that you already sort of like in love with, collect with. And then what if you were going to create one for three or four artists that you don't currently actually have, like in your digital wallet or in your, you know, home uh, portfolio, who are some of your favorites? Who are some of your favorites that others out there should look out for? We talked about, you know, so many people tonight from Kate Phillipson, which I literally at NFT London almost bought one of her pieces right in front of her, but she literally told me (laughs) don't trust the Wi-Fi." get that when you go home and by the time i went home it was gone so much oh, less, no. it's all good somebody bought it and that's what's important right um you yeah. know we t- talked about andre deca life love what andre does talked about leah from power of women tonight and shreya so many good people out there so many so many i think that so often as i'm creating work and i feel like it's just a good vibe to put out there like when I create work, when I sell work, when I get in the black, I like to collect from fellow artists. And I really hope and I feel that one day I will be at a point where I'll be able to collect from all the people that I want to collect from. Um, I was just looking through my uh, like my foundation collection, which is not, not complete of all the artists that I've collected from. I, um, 
I'm going to give a shout out to Marlene, aka Studio Arita. I love her work and I've been a fan of hers for a long time. And I did have the pleasure of working with her on the Crazy Sassy Axis project, which was another just crazy innovative move where she combined traits from 17 different artists, I think, and made it look so good. And they're just, and it was just, it was like this big community building project. And she, I don't know, she just executed it, her and Ghosty just, just flawlessly. It's beautiful. It's fun. Um, and I was really proud of the work that I did on it. And there was so many, so much amazing art included. You could get one piece I would have like art by five different artists on it. It's just very, very cool. Super innovative. That is, that that itself is is ahead of its time as well. I minted that myself and I told her and I showed her when, when I met her at NFT London as well. Like it was she's someone I didn't say earlier in in running around following people. She was one of them as well. Like she's so talented and what what she did with combining traits from different artists was something that it was like is mind blowing to really go back and look. And now that I've collected some of those artists or most of those artists, like, wow, like I totally see traits from that artist's work, you know, in, in, it's so cool. Um, so yeah, other artists that I have collected work from Hughes of Jen, my friend, Jen Donahue, um, is an incredible visual artist who also creates her own, um, audio pieces to as a component of her work. Um, I know she's been working on some stuff behind the scenes. Hopefully we get to see some new work from her soon. I love, love, love her work. Um, another artist that I have in my collection is Ogun Kizmas. Do you know him? He's a Turkish artist. He does some very cool kind of edgy portraiture. I love his work. You will have to share the, share the link with me for sure. The, yeah, I will. His, his work's really fun and alive, and he's she's just a really um, a supportive person in the space as well. So um, I really love seeing his work, and you know, just kind of he's one of those people on Twitter. It's always nice to say hi to. Um, and okay, so that's some people that I have in my collection. Plus, obviously, Avril Fifteen, um, and got to give a shout out to. Julia, um, AKA Juju. <laughs> I love her work. I had a custom, um, she made a custom portrait of me, which is absolutely astounding. Um, I had her make a custom one for my sister as a gift. She's just a, a, such a talented illustrator. So I love her work. Go get some, go get some Julia work. Um, if you don't already. Um, okay. And then like my dream gallery, so, oh, do you know what, you know who else I've collected from and I'm not looking at right now because it's on Tezos is um, Santiago is another person that I've been loving his work lately. He's um, a generative artist. Actually, he works in quite a lot of different mediums, but um, some of his work is generative. They kind of look like tapestries and I'm a sucker for anything like woven or textile. So I love his work and I'm not really like, I don't pick a lane in terms of what art I like, except for that I get like a, you know, however, like excitement I get from it personally. And his generative work is, um, it's just super fun to look at. They're all different. 
they're very, very vibrant and alive. Um, plus, he's just another person who it's fun to hang out with on on uh, social media on X. So um, those are some artworks that I have in my personal collection. And then, like my dream gallery, um, I would put. I'm gonna give a shout out to Shreya. I want to have one of her portraits in there. Plus, I want some of her custom clothing that she's about to put out. Leah Sams. I'd love to collect a bunch of her work. I love her artwork, and I love her as a person. I mentioned Thank You X earlier. I actually knew um, about him from creating art lessons based on his work before he, before any of us entered the NFT space. So he's now creating NFTs and... Um, having a lot of success with physical artworks and he is just a really cool person and artist that um yeah his his artwork is again it's fun it's vibrant it's alive he comes from a street art background which i love um so he's definitely something somebody that would be in my my dream gallery amber vittoria i love her work there's another artist called he goes by Res in Progress, Res on Twitter, on X. Um, some really amazing abstract art. Jimena Buenavida is an artist who is working with the platform Woven, who I don't have I mentioned Woven yet. I need to make sure that I mention these guys. Woven are the people, the platform that ha- has made it possible to token gate my postcards. Um, and they are working really hard to create this beautiful platform for artists to sell their work to collectors or for collectors to access the physical version of their work. Um, it's token gated. You sign in with your wallet there's, and then you're able to submit your mailing address. Um, in some cases make a payment if it's for a physical piece. So um, woven has created a, an amazing platform also for artists where they can see all of their collector data in one place from across different platforms, wherever you're selling, um, making it really easy for artists to do things that might not come naturally to us. So um, go check out Woven. I'll send you the link to their website as well. Um, it's, it's some really innovative stuff that they're doing. And I was looking everywhere for this piece of the puzzle for my postcard project where um, I could find a way to token gate and there's sort of lots of, there were like kind of lots of halfway options that weren't exactly what I needed, um, or that I didn't quite feel comfortable with asking people to, uh, sign in with their wallets on certain websites that I had found. So Woven's doing amazing things. I, I highly recommend any artist that is wanting to connect their NFTs to physical pieces to go and talk to them. They are wonderful people to work with. They uh, have reasonable prices for artists to get a storefront set up. Um, so yeah, they're great. I lo- have loved working with them. And I cannot remember why I... Oh, Jimena Buenavina. So she's got her prints um, for sale through Woven. Uh, and her artwork is... Um, she also works with Code to create her works. She's an incredible artist. Um, and just a wonderful person who I've enjoyed getting to know a little bit more lately. She's the one who originally encouraged me to get in touch with Woven. So 
I love her art and I would love to collect a piece of hers, both as an NFT and as a physical one day. Can I give a shout out to one more? I know I've been rambling on, but. No, of course you can. I also want to say too, like woven that what you're talking about sounds like something that so many of us have been looking for. So that's W O V E N woven. It's, it's actually W O V N. No, no E. Okay. W O V N dot X Y Z is their site. Cool. Yeah. Send me that for sure. There's so much I've been trying to do in terms of token gating that I'm like running around in circles with like Printify and Shopify and like random. Yes. I looked into Shopify as well. It was not what I needed. So check out if you have a chance. Yes. I'm telling you, these guys are amazing and they make it. It's like you just give them your info. You log in, create an account. It automatically links all of your collections. And then, you know, you can set up a meeting with them to talk about setting up your shop. It's, it's super easy and they're just so kind. My project was actually kind of a use case for them because they had, um, they had worked with other artists where the collectors became eligible by purchasing the NFT, but then there was an additional cost if they wanted to buy a, pr- a framed print, for example, or there's another artist who uh, made these amazing handbags with her art on it. So then you would be eligible by purchasing the NFT, but then there would be an additional cost to purchase the physical item. For mine, so they had already done that. For mine, I just wanted to token gate. The, the cost of the NFT covered the cost of the print in my case. So um, I just wanted to be able to token gate and then securely collect physical uh, mailing addresses, right? Um, and that was the missing part of the puzzle for me. But artists could use it either way. I might have something in the future where it's a paid for option, right? Like you collect the NFT, you can end it there. Or if you want the extra physical component, you pay a certain price for that and then submit your mailing info and it gets shipped to you. So, um, yeah, that was really neat to see them. You know, they kind of, they, they worked it out for my project, but now other artists will be able to do that as well. Awesome. Yeah. And you said you wanted to shout one more person out. Oh yeah. So this is an artist, um, Irina Yurafeva, I think is how you say her last name. And she is an artist who makes these beautiful, I want to say they're oil paintings, but she makes these amazing oil paintings often of winter scenes. And she sells a physical piece along with the NFT. And um, I just saw a post from her today. It's said she said um you know please help me try to get more people more eyes on this piece of people who want to collect physicals and her artwork is just stunning and emotional they're landscapes but they just they have such feeling to them and they're beautifully executed you can tell she's just a really high level artist so um i wanted to give a shout out to her she's not somebody i know very well she's somebody who i've followed for a long time and somebody who I really hope to uh, collect a physical piece from her one day, hopefully not too far off in the future. It's a great thing about this space is you can find people who you really like resonate with or their art resonates with you. You can follow them. There's so many different opportunities to find art you love in web three. And Mizzy, you're giving a lot of people a lot of chances here to find art. They love through your postcards with miss you with disco studios All those amazing links are going to be in the show notes. Look, there's so much that we've talked about today. I want to give you a chance if there's anything that we haven't mentioned yet that you want to make sure that you cover. (laughs) 
Well, I just want to say thank you. It's been really nice talking with you. Um, and just to have a little time to chat, I feel like last time I saw you in New York, like we said, it was a little bit crazy in a good way, but this has been great to catch up and, um, I just appreciate your time and I really appreciate everything that you do for artists and everything that you do with the journey. You're a very, very good person in this space and it's people like you who, you know, kind of restore my faith in humanity, but also in this space. I really, really appreciate it. I don't, I don't know if I have too much else to say, except that um, I hope if anybody's listened this far that they might go and check out the Miss You Project on my foundation page, or there's all kinds of links in my pinned post on my ex profile that tells about the project and has links to foundation and my woven drop page where you can check that out whether you have an collected an nft or not go check out the woven platform see what they're doing for artists and collectors and then also a link to launchpad on transient labs where you can just see what they're doing and if you have collected one of my misty postcards you can add to its story there Thank you so much today to my guest, Mizzy, from the Disco Studios and all of the great, wonderful art that she's put out with the Miss You series. You can get yourself a real, yes, in the mail. You can hold it in your hand, (laughs) postcard, as well as have one on the blockchain and add to its story. And you can have a little bit of history in your digital wallet and in your hand. Really fun stuff. And since this recording, Mizzy has put out speechless, 100% original photos and prints converted to half tones, collaged by hand in Photoshop. Bidders and collectors also receive an 18 by 24 inch poster, which is amazing. It's on foundation right now. All you've got to do is check out Mizzy's links in the show notes, and that'll bring you to all of her really important sites. Mizzy, it was a good time talking to you. Um, I love what you're doing with the Disco Studios. I love all of the artists that I've had a chance to meet, not only in person, but also through there. And speaking of artists, big shout out to not only a listener of the show, but somebody who I personally have had my eye on collecting for quite some time. That is Emil MTO. That's E-M-I-L-M-T-O. And uh, Emil, congrats. We uh, kicked off the bidding for your Trust the Maker uh, piece that uh, we're eyeing for quite some time. And you, (laughs) it's funny because in the last 24 hours, Emil also said, hey, whoever bids on this and wins gets a hand-signed, one-of-one framed piece of art, which is just cool. It goes right along with the digital version, which is very close, very similar to what Mizzy was just saying. But it just so happens everything kind of linked up. So By the time you hear this, that piece will be sold. Congratulations to you, Emil and Mizzy. Keep on doing your thing. It's really great watching your work come to life, not just in real life, but also on the blockchain. Everybody out there, we talked about a lot of artists. If you're an art collector like my buddy DV Dan, if you're an art collector like Meta David, if you're an art collector like Inceptionally, so many people out there who I've had a chance to meet in person, Keep on supporting even just a retweet to the artist. You don't have to always buy something if you don't have the availability to do so, whether you're not really a blockchain or, you know, uh, NFT person and you just really want to support somebody and you've kind of been following along on the socials. Do like a little retweet or, you know, comment, tag them. 
just spread the word about the artists because they're working hard. And that's one way to do what I always try to do. And that is, of course, bring one love to Web3. I'll catch you next time for a year in review episode. Peace.